0: Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia radiation balancer, and I'm honored to have been a guest on the journey to truth show. Now with phone radiation, most people think that because they can't feel anything, nothing is happening, but the reality is that this radiation is causing a lot of stress and damage in your body and your brain doesn't register that it's happening. The likelihood is that you'll only find out about it when this continuous stress shows up in the body as disease. And this is backed up by well over 10,000 peer reviewed studies showing that EMF causes serious diseases when they tested it on rats. The Omnia Radiation Balancer removes this stress. It's proven to balance the blood, it brings perfect crystalline structure to water, and our kinesiology muscle tests show that the body goes super strong when you stuck it on your phone. And it works with 5G. You just order enough patches to cover every radiating device in your home and you're done. It lasts forever. But to be clear, let's not get complacent. We must all stop 5G together. So big thanks and big love to Tyler and Aaron. Click on the link below and you can quickly and permanently bring balance back to your body. Thank you.
1: Hey guys, you're listening to journey to truth podcast tonight. We are joined by Valentina Reese. So I stumbled across Valentina's work on above duality. If you haven't checked out uh, that channel on YouTube. It's awesome. She was interviewed by David surgeon who we had on a recent recent podcast and I was blown away because I had been getting downloads in light language for a really long time now and I just haven't been able to make sense of it and I came across her work and She's really answered a lot of questions for me, So, I, and I had a session with her, which was amazing, by the way, and we'll get into that. So she's a vibrational linguist. She channels the language of light, the language of the Akash, which I guess is the Akashic Records, and basically hidden codes to help activate whatever's inside of us that needs to be activated uh, from multiple different races of ETs and uh, whoever else. I don't know. So welcome to the show. I'm really excited to get into this. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to meet your audience and chat with you guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So let's, let's just jump right in because yeah, like you know this because I've told you, but I've been getting downloads, which I don't, they just like, I see these light symbols coming in and I never knew how to make sense of them. So and then you get downloads, but you get an it actual, it's like a channel, you channel it, it's beautiful. And it's when you hear it, it does something to you, you can feel it changing something within you, it's activating something. So I just how did you get into that? How did you discover that? And, you know, what are you doing with it now as far as helping people?
2: Sure. Well, first of all, you're not the only person who tells me that they'll get these images in their dream time. So a lot of people will see if I post a written code and put it on Instagram or whatever, I'll get a whole bunch of messages asking me questions. So know that um, other people are having that experience. And to me, that's fantastic because it just means that more people are moving into alignment and in alignment to their purpose and to their truth. And so For me, I was making these symbols for years. I just didn't know I was doing that. I would always get this internal kind of like ping to get a piece of paper and start writing. And I thought I was doodling. So I would just sit there and if there was paper, I would always just grab it and start making all these symbols. And not until like 15 years later did I realize once I started speaking that there is a written form of light language as well. And it can be written, spoken, sung, signed, toned. It can even be danced. So a lot of times I hear from people who practice Reiki that their hands just started moving over the person. And that's one way it can activate within you. So for me, not knowing about light language Um, I was searching and I had left um, a television career for like almost 30 years and grueling, grueling industry. And uh, in that time, I was looking for what am I really supposed to do? I really, I wasn't on the path at all, but I knew there was something else. And I'd seen people in the industry so, so stressed that a guy had a heart attack at work and died another guy had a stroke. So being an empath, right, you're taking on that stuff, plus you're dealing with your own stress. So I thought, I need to manage my stress. And you know, the universe is always going to guide you. And I happen to be working with someone who was into all these alternative things. So he introduced me to all these different healing modalities that I'd never heard of. So I was the patient, I would go as a as someone who needed healed to get rid of a physical pain or just knowing that I started to make the connection, uh, the whole mind body thing. And, uh, you know, I grew up with a doctor. So for me, this was like new concepts. My stepfather was a doctor. So everything was about it, taking a pill or getting a shot. And so when I found this stuff, I was just like amazed. And so that led me on the path of finally just wanting to then Take care of myself energetically, so I took Reiki and um, got my Reiki master, but wasn 't really walking the walk, so I would give people sessions, but then I would go back into normal life and not apply the concepts I wasn 't being the frequency that I was had been learning about all this time. I was going back into old thought forms and patterns and programs and all of that stuff, and so I had my big sledgehammer moment when. You know, the universe, again, will guide you. And uh, in the span of a week, I lost my career, the job that I'd had for, I was at that place for 15 years. Um, My relationship ended and my dog got a really bad health diagnosis. And this was like three days before Christmas. And so it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to give you everything so that you will move in the other direction. And I went through victim mode for a little bit, and then finally just said, okay, you know what, if something, if I want something to change, I know that I have to do something different. I have to think something different. And I found myself um, locked up in my house because I was depressed. So I wasn't talking to anybody, wasn't seeing anybody, but kind of like what we're going through right now, I was put on pause. And so that was the biggest blessing for me at the time. I didn't see it as a blessing, but had I not had that downtime, I didn't have a job to worry about. Um, I didn't have anything to worry about and I really could focus within and focus on me. And that was the big turning point for me. And I started, um, doing mirror work, which sounds so easy, but is not easy if you're not in a good place of alignment. So, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, I love you. I burst into tears every single time and struggle through my five minute mirror work exercise. And that just kept led, led to unfolding. And three weeks in, I felt a lot better. And then I started asking the question, what am I supposed to do next? You know, please show me. And someone said, oh, I want you to go to this thing with me. And I was still a little depressed and I didn't want to go, but I was feeling pushed to go. So I went and I met a woman who said, I speak light language, didn't know what it was. She spoke a few sentences to me and I went home thinking, I really know this. I think this is the thing that I was looking for, but I didn't really know what it did. I didn't know it was a form of healing. I didn't know anything. And I went to bed that night and about two hours later i woke up singing in light language at the top of my lungs and uh that was it for me it was just like boom you don't speak it and now you speak it and i couldn't stop myself from speaking it and talk about not being able to leave the house i was afraid my mouth was going to fly open because it would and i would be watching a television show and I would feel this energy building inside of me and it would get so strong that my mouth would fly open almost like a, you know, a champagne cork coming out. And that's how strong it was in the beginning. And I would speak for 40 minutes at a time and cry and speak and cry and speak. And it was insane.
1: Wow. Yeah. And uh, for everyone listening, if you want to stick around till the end, She's going to uh, channel a light language transmission for us, uh, and I'm here to tell you it is unique. You sh- there's so many different voices that come through and dialects, and and it sometimes it almost sounds like someone else comes in and is like like a male. When I was doing a reading with you, I heard a male's voice, uh, you know, s- speaking with you. It was crazy, but this stuff is. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just something you really have to hear. So definitely stick around for that.
2: Awesome, yeah, I'm excited to to do one for your audience. Um, yeah. It really is transformative work because for me, you know, I, I didn't understand what was happening to me and I didn't have anyone to talk about it. So I was kind of like holed up in my house And searching on the internet for answers and um, realizing that the crying was a good thing because I was, you know, it felt like I was reuniting with a part of me that I had been missing, you know, remembering who you really are and why you're here. And then also, too, crying because I was releasing, you know, all of these lower vibrational energies that weren't aligned to who I was becoming. And so you carry these things through lifetimes, whether it's earth lifetimes or off planet lifetimes, and there's a release and there's a sadness around releasing something that even though it's not serving you, it had been a part of you for so long. So I went through that and that was, you know, almost a couple weeks of speaking non, you know, just all day long and uh the, you know the whole, my whole world changed i was catapulted into this four months of bliss and all the stresses and the angers and the fears and the worries and the doubts it was all gone and um i just felt this pure divine love and connection to everything um you know the everything looked different colors were more vibrant things were dreamy um, i could hear nature Chattering and uh, just felt like I was floating, and people just instinctively could feel that, and mm-hmm. they didn't know why. But I was getting like people wanted to have video chats with me, and you know, ex-boyfriend coming back into the picture just because he wanted to talk to me because the the frequency was so strong that it was just an amazing thing to be around, and it certainly was the most incredible thing I've ever felt in my life.
1: Yeah, and I've noticed that like with the, I guess, the pineal gland activation, if that's what it, I'm sure in a sense that happened. I noticed that too, at one point in my life, uh, everything looked different all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It's You start, it's just, there's like this vibrant radiance about everything. You can't right. really put your finger on it, but you just know it's different. Mm-hmm. And It's actually, uh, you just see things in a different light. And it's like you start asking people, like, "Does that look different to you?" And they're like, "No." Like, so maybe it is. It is individually based, but uh, and that that actually kind of segues into what I wanted to ask you about next is the timelines Mm -hmm. clearing the negative timelines. I experienced that firsthand after a session with you. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that whole thing. Uh, (laughs) For those who don't know, I was if you didn't listen to the last episode. there's a sign I pass every day on the way to work. It's It had a five on it. And after her session, it was a six, but I swear it used to be a five. And like I even drove past again a couple times to see if there was like another sign. So I don't know if that's actually what happened, but it's weird. It still weird me out. But
2: I've had those moments for sure. I, I think that's really what happened uh, for you. And sometimes then you might slip back and it'll be a five again. but. Um, I had a really crazy one where, um, when the minute I woke up, I knew something was different and so much so that I documented it by calling a friend. And I said, okay, something is going on energetically. Something has shifted. I don't know what it is, but things just feel a little weird and I'm very sensitive to energy. So I know instantly. And so I went about my day and I took the subway, uh, into the city cause I live in Brooklyn. And, um, Things just felt weird the whole time. I'd gone to a chiropractor. She was acting just slightly different. Everything was slightly different. And when I got on the subway to go home, I I get on the train at Sixth Avenue and it'll go Sixth Avenue and then Union Square. And so it goes one stop forward and the doors open and it says we're at Sixth Avenue again. And I'm like, wait, what just happened? So I jump off the train to make sure that we're at Sixth Avenue and we sure enough, we're at Sixth Avenue. So I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? Like, I don't, at that point in time, I didn't understand about being in a time loop or I didn't understand that stuff, but I knew like, okay, this is not right. We just went forward one stop and we're not where we're supposed to be. We're where we started. So I jump back on the train because no one else is acting phased by this, but me. And so I go, okay, the next stop is going to be Union Square, 14th Street. And there's an electronic uh, sign on the train that'll tell you what the next stop is. And it doesn't say 14th Street, it says that it's 3rd Avenue. So I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe there's construction going on at 14th Street, and we're just going to bypass that. And you'll see yourself go by it if you've ever been on the subway. So we go one stop and We didn't pass 14th street we didn't pass union square the doors open and we're at third avenue like there was no 14th street Mm. on that subway ride like it didn't exist it's not like we passed it because they were doing construction we just went one stop and it wasn't the stop it was supposed to be and no one else on the subway is acting phased by it but me like everybody's just like glued to their phones You know, normally if you pass a stop, people are yelling and screaming because they were supposed to get off there and they missed it, but there was none of that. And so it, when I, I was totally like freaked out. I didn't understand what was going on, but I was like, okay, at least my internal, you know, sensors are on that. I knew something was different the minute I woke up. And then as the day went on, it took about 12 hours to settle back to my other timeline and I could feel it shift back. I remember it was around 8 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden, I felt the energy shift.
1: Wow. So you mentioned also, so the, the timelines, you could be, you cleared a negative timelines, which means that some of us are on a path that's not serving our highest purpose. Yep. And so, and some physical ailments that you might have, as far as I have a bad back some of those problems might be healed if you're able to jump timelines. Am I correct about that?
2: Yeah. So clearing the timelines, we, so that information, that negative information lives in your DNA. It's a signature in your DNA. And that could be, you know, sickness, uh, a back pain, a knee thing, or it could be uh, family illnesses. If you see sometimes there's like a line of cancer in the family or a line of Parkinson's or whatever it is. Um, it could be uh, fear-based programs. Like uh, sometimes, you know, you see like um, a lack thing going on in families where, you know, oh, you have to work hard and you always have to fight to, to make money and you're never going to have any and you just, you know, you're born, you pay taxes and you die and life is tough. So that can be a program and that is in the DNA. And that can get passed on from person to person to person, generation to generation. Um, so we can use these tones and these frequencies to clear that because just like we have negative information in the DNA, we also have positive information in the DNA. And so um, I can tell, I, this is how I learned this. I had a channeled uh, session to kind of help me understand this work. And I was told in that session that I've only had two Earth lives. This is my second life on Earth. But I've had many lives off planet and other star systems. And that's how I know these languages, because I did that same work there. Because, you know, we think of other races as being ascended, but they weren't always ascended. They were going through the same things, you know, in different ways. They had to learn and grow and overcome things. And so I was part of that in many different lifetimes and so in one of those lifetimes i had i worked with ancient pleiadians and they were using their dna and and other races dnas to make some of the races that i'm currently channeling and these ancient pleiadians after they had created these new races they had found that um These new races were experiencing some of the negative stuff that the Pleiadians and the other races who lent their DNA had already cleared as a race. So they thought that's interesting, like they're tapping into the negative stuff, but we've already cleared that. So the positive stuff is in there too, and they just need to access that. So I traveled the galaxies, apparently, and um, I learned different languages because I was interacting with all these different beings to understand how that could happen. And so by interacting with all these different beings, I learned that this, these languages could bring up that positive information in the DNA. And that and that could be accessed. So you could access that positive timeline by either the frequencies would either clear the uh, negative timeline that you're experiencing, or it would just move you into an entirely different timeline where that no longer existed.
1: Wow. (laughs) Wow. So so do you have actual memories of astral traveling and meeting these beings and these races or how did you how did you come to the point where you could decipher what races you were channeling
2: so um as a child i had this window in time where i was having the sleep paralysis but like you had but for me it wasn't a negative thing for me it was i would be my uh I would go out of body and I would find myself on a ship. Um, I always remember being very kind and very loving and I felt like that was family. And I didn't want to remember, I didn't want to come back. I would wake up in tears sometimes or, and I had many experiences like that. I don't remember exactly what was happening, but I always know it was very kind and loving. I think the part that scared me was the getting back into the body thing. And that's when I would experience Paralysis. Um, But then, you know, I was eight or nine or something, and I just kind of forgot about it and went on with life and didn't really think about it again until, uh, you know, when this stuff started happening. But um, also through channeled guidance, uh, uh, the channeler had immediately picked up on that. It's nothing I spoke of. She said, Oh, you had sleep paralysis, correct? And I was like, Oh, yeah. And she said, that the Arcturians were actually there and they were there to tell me that that was them and they were uh, giving me activations and kind of keeping my DNA crystallized so that I could actually come here and, and do this work now. So that was amazing because before she even told me that about the Arcturians, Uh, right before I, I just started speaking light language and I wasn't into meditation or anything like that. And I decided I would meditate and try and get information. And I sat there and instantly I heard this male voice. I had asked the question like, so who's responsible? And as clear as could be, I heard a voice say Arcturus. And I didn't know what Arcturus was. I'd never heard of it. Um, I wrote it down. I started Googling it. And, you know, within five minutes, I had found out about the Arcturians and they are, you know, this galactic race of beautiful healing technologies. And I thought, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then for her to bring it up as well, just more confirmation of, you know, our human minds want that confirmation sometimes.
1: Yeah, so it's more or less an energy you get from each being. Like you you don't actually physically, like, you couldn't pick them out of a lineup, like, oh, that's an Arcturian, that's a Pleiadian, that's a Syrian.
2: Sometimes I can pick up the different dialects, but a lot of times because I'm speaking so many and they're kind of zooming in and out, kind of think created a like a hybrid dialect of some sort. Um, because sometimes it can be very fast, like Pleiadian frequency might come in and then Arcturian comes in and then like for two seconds and then Pleiadian comes back or. Syrian or whoever. Uh, Sometimes it's races that I don't even know the names of. I have a very joyful little race that comes through. And when they come through, people feel a lot of joy. I feel like I'm going to start laughing (laughs) when they come through. I don't remember it all, but usually I feel an overwhelming sense of happiness and joy.
1: Now, do you ever get any messages come through in English? Like, just a straightforward, like you hear something that's not really meant for you to channel or you know relay, but you get messages in English?
2: I don't usually, I I just did a group session last weekend and I just, I did get something and I, I relayed the message and it really was just a very hopeful, loving, kind message. But for the most part, you know, I ask about that. I ask my guides and they're very adamant about, uh, making sure that people are disconnecting from the conscious mind. And I think that's why, well, I know that's why the work can shift you very quickly because when that isn't engaging and you're not trying to figure out what it means or does it mean this or, well, what about that? You can just shift because you're disconnected from the story because we like to get caught up in our stories and Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people, You know, I've had different healings where we go into the records and we dig in and get all the information and it can be painful and it can be a bottomless hole, rabbit hole of information that eventually isn't even your stuff and you're getting into stuff and then it just keeps you locked into that story or that that I, you know of what's happening or what's transpiring and i think because the work can do so many things that if we assign a message to it it might limit you from actually transforming because when i do like group i'll have like group classes where we'll have a group of people they'll listen to 10 activations over several weeks they're all listening to the same information and one person could heal an illness, one person could activate a gift, you know, someone may have cleared up a a fear thing that's been going on, like a program, like maybe afraid of the dark, or whatever it is. So they all got the same transmission. It just did something different to each of them, because it'll look at your energy field. And it'll see what is most needed for you to transform and to align to your next timeline that's a higher vibration than what you're already holding
1: so you could so i would i was going to ask you that anyway so there is there anything in particular someone can do to allow in these light codes and allow this activation to happen or is it just something that happens when it's supposed to happen
2: so, I mean, you know, some people have resistance. They just do. They, they're not going to be at a, a place for it. But I believe that whether, whether you, th- if someone's having that session and they're totally resistant, and I know it right from the get-go, they might not have, any, like, they might not have felt the energy. They might not have, they could walk out of that session and just be like, well, that, w- that didn't work. But I know that those codes are stored in their field. Those codes are still in their energy field. And when that person is ready, they're not going to have the conscious awareness of it, but that code will do to give them what they need eventually. And they're not going to have a big aha moment about it. They probably aren't even going to relate that, oh my, like three months from the session, now all of a sudden something has shifted for them they're probably not even going to put two and two together, but it will work uh, just by that person. It's in their field. So I just tell people just trust and relax and get that conscious mind out of the way. So you can receive whatever you want to receive. And, you know, I'll let people set an intention because, you know, they want to do that. And that's fine. And sometimes, you know, it will be put towards that intention. But I always say the guides know best. They know what you need. We can certainly ask, um, but be, be open to letting them direct the work.
1: Yeah. Um, like you said earlier, I just, I wanted to go back to this. You, you kind of referenced you, the sledgehammer analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like they're trying to get your attention because you're supposed to be doing something. Right before we recorded I went into my office and I found these couple pieces of paper with some notes. And I, I, I didn't even know what they were. It's been so long. I, I didn't think they were mine. I was like, how did these get here? They were laying up on the desk and, and I text my friend. I'm like, are these yours? I thought maybe she left them here. But, and then I realized, Oh, these are from a session. This was from a Reiki session I had, but afterwards she, she would always get like channeled messages and write it out. And then, and then give she gave it to me. Well these were just laying in front of my face like, hey, you're not practicing any of this stuff. Read oh, wow. this. That's the message I got. Like yeah. read this again because you need to start taking this advice. You said it was sitting out in your uh, Yeah. How outside.
2: long ago did you get those notes?
1: Oh uh, winter. It was oh, winter, wow. months ago. Wow. And I had I didn't even know where you I You didn't I put know them. where they were and you I, just walked in the room and they were there
3: upstairs and they're sitting like right out where you can yeah where I had to see him
1: he's like what's this I I couldn't remember it had been long enough that I didn't even remember Wow. uh, which which says a lot about you know like I needed I'm as soon as we're done I'm gonna go read them. I glance at them. I'm like yeah there's some really good information here I should be practicing for sure some of it was specifically about my diet you know Mm -hmm. stuff like that which I'm sure we all can work on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Aaron just That's had-
2: amazing. I, I love that like confirmation of stuff and little reminders and, you know, also a sledgehammer moment in the way that I went from 3D to, you know, higher alignment like that. Like there wasn't a ramp up to it. I just was speaking and speaking and speaking where some people I meet, they'll speak a sentence or they'll speak a few words or mine was just this constant stream of at the time I was like a little bit crazy by it because it was a lot. And I go back to my journal because I was journaling it. And I remember reading that it was the most beautiful thing I've ever felt in my life, but it was also very overwhelming. And I had asked my guides to please uh, try and level it out or, slow it down or something because it was a lot of energy um besides my body was buzzing for 4 months i would have this energy pouring through my crown at any given moment all day long it would knock me off balance so i was kind of like walking around with a hat on trying to make it stop and nothing was making it stop so uh just yeah it was a sledgehammer moment for sure
1: yeah and i think a reason that was shown to me in it's because right now with all the disclosures that are happening more and more every day, mm-hmm. uh, th- these types of healings are going to be more and more prevalent. They're going to be needed more and more. So, and I know about it. We talk about it. It's time to, it's time to get to work. It has been, but right. it's really time. So that's what's beautiful about all of these alternative methods of healing. Yeah. People are going to be seeking people like you. They're going to be seeking you out. Are you going to be discovering new ways to do things because you know everything's coming to the surface and,
2: right. and no one knows
1: who to trust right now.
2: All the old systems are breaking down and being restructured, and the new systems are here. Right, so it's just people discovering that, and people are at different levels of the journey. Right, so you know, in the awakening journey on Earth School here, I like to say that you know we have different grades and there's no judgment on whatever grade you're in, but, you know, we have kindergarten or preschool or whatever you want to call it. And people don't know about any of this, right? They're still very much caught up in the matrix and, um, you know, they're running through programs and they don't even know that they're programs that can be cleared. So they're playing out addictions, especially since we've been so locked down. Um, you know, whether it be technology addictions or food addictions or, you know, all kinds of addictions, drinking, whatever. Um they're in fear. They, they don't understand that this stuff can be removed and cleared. And then you have maybe like middle school and they're the people that are kind of waking up and they're, you know, they're, they know there's a better way and they're exploring things and they're, they're out there and they're doing their protests and they're really speaking up and tr- aligning to love and, and all that. And then there's the, the graduates who are really just holding light and, and they know that, that's the most important thing. And when you hold that light, everything else falls into place that you really didn't have to be out there protesting, but it all needs to happen. So there's no judgment on, the, on what's happening. It's just amazing to see the different levels and how you know, this is the first time we've seen this, the whole world is, is focused on the same thing. And even now that we're starting to get back into life, life is not the same as it was and it never will be. And, you know, we're going to get put on pause again. That's inevitable. So I think that those people who were just in that place of, oh my gosh, I just want to get back to work. I'm so bored. Like I'm going out of my mind. The next time it happens, I think they might have a different outlook and they might now take that pause time to actually, Go within maybe, and look at something from a different angle and say, you know like okay, I'm feeling fear, but what is that really about? You know what I mean, so I think it's it's just great to see the the way things are progressing
1: yeah i'm yeah, I mean absolutely, honestly, the way Aaron and I kind of handled this whole lockdown is like. Is the goal I I would say that some some people would want to get to the point where When it happened, we had such an understanding of what was going on uh, We were actually we were totally at peace with the entire situation there There was no fear there was because you have to get to a point of understanding What's taking place? It's it's not just about uh, Going inward because you're not going to go inward unless you understand what's right your picture is exactly so that's the goal is to get to a point yeah. where, where you actually have some type of foresight to know that you need yeah. to be doing this.
2: And that's also too, so you see these different timelines playing out. You have that big fear timeline where people are so afraid to get that virus. They're either getting it and they're, I'm sorry to say, but succumbing to it. Um, that's one timeline and we're witnessing that but it's not directly affecting our timeline. We're in another timeline where we know about it, we recognize it, but we are not connected to that frequency because we're not vibrating at that frequency where that is going to affect us. And then there's all different uh, branches of those. Those are collective timelines, but then we have our individual timelines playing out within those collective timelines. So, you know, even though you may not be experiencing that virus and you're not fearful of it. There may be something else that you haven't cleared yet that is within the DNA and it is a fear program. And that's coming up for you to look at personally in your own personal timeline experience. And everybody is going through it. And the virus is the catalyst to bring up every fear program people are running. It's bringing up fear in general fear of um, dying it's bringing up um, judgment programs and it's bringing up separation programs and addiction programs and all kinds of programs so it is happening collectively and individually and such an opportunity because we have the time to clear it
1: yeah it's it's so true because when you look around you I see everybody the people I talk to everyone's going through something right now and you're lying if you're not right or 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 there is the other side of that which I notice also is people still running from all of those things and they're yeah. still they're still going after that ignorance is bliss lifestyle right. but that's that's in the long run that could potentially lead to diseases as far as cancer yeah. because when you suppress all those emotions for so long, they have to go somewhere. They'll attach to an organ or a part of your body and, and therefore uh, infect it.
2: Right. And I think that that's the one thing I've learned in this journey, that fear is your friend. Fear is your, can be your greatest teacher. And it can also be your worst enemy because it can stop you from actually moving forward. And, you know, beyond the veil, that's where we want to be. We want to be in that bliss and that joy and that love and that unity and all of that good stuff. But that fear sits right in front of that veil. So, you know, how many people are actually going to go to that fear and move through it? I hope a lot. I hope people start. And I trust that they will, you know, it's just a matter of how, how long are you staying in that fear? It's, it's so important to look at things when they come up, because I think, you know, I've come across people or friends or whatever, and they, they want to stay in that place of, I want to keep my vibration high. So don't tell me anything bad. Don't do this. Don't do that. And that's a big, problem because it stops you from transforming it, it's it keeps you rooted in your little bubble and it's not letting you go through what's on the amazing other side of that And so um, I think that it, it's please feel the fear but when you have the awareness of what's going on as opposed to I'm in fear and I'm gonna go into victim mode, you can flip it you know that's 3d. 3D is, I'm a victim of my outer world, you know, everything out there is infecting my reality. And 5D is, I create my reality, everything in here and what I hold inside is creating everything around me. And so when you can come at that fear with that understanding and the consciousness around that, then you can say like, okay. I'm experiencing something that's not comfortable. I'm experiencing something that's triggering me, and you can ask the question, so what do I need to see about this, or what do I need to know and just even doing that is enough to stop you from do you know approaching it in the old way, which is like being in fear for weeks and months and years, or you know taking you know whatever it is. you know what I mean
1: oh, one hundred percent, yeah. That's right up. That's all. That's Aaron's specialty. He's always talking about <laughs> the fear based stuff and how to you know, get past all that.
3: Yeah. Fear is, I mean, it, really, like I've been thinking about it and it's really fear of the unknown is really yeah. what, what it comes down to when, yeah. you, when you're not, when you fear death because you don't understand death is just a transition to a different state, a different level of consciousness. Uh, it's not, what most people think, you know, and that's, right. and that's a big part of the fear of, uh, the matrix of like every everyone thinks that it's just this lifetime and scarcity. And I have to, you know, Oh my God, I'm a victim and things are happening to me and I have no control. And, and you're just stuck in this like dense fear state. You're, you can be stuck in that your whole life. Yeah. Um, until you wake up and realize like, I'm not, I'm not this body. Um, there's no reason for me to stay in this fear. You know, I, I'm not powerless. Right. And, uh, but you look at like the state of the world and all the, the controllers, they're always manipulating things to keep you in that state.
2: Completely.
3: Always. Right. That's, that's, that's the
2: game. Yeah. And that's why like this show and other shows like this are so important because they help people understand that that is what is actually going on and you do have control and you are the creator and it's just then you know having those tools to you know raise your frequency and align to those timelines where that exists because they all exist it's just exactly what are you matching right now
1: exactly the you want to get to a point where the only thing that you're going to fear is missing our next episode of journey
2: <laughs> That is true. Uh, that
1: is the only thing. That you
2: fear.
1: <laughs> um, no, but you talked about not being your body. I just watched this thing, uh, this video of allegedly this ghost or whatever kind of, uh, was able to manipulate this. Baby doll that was sitting on a chair in this room, and and it started like bringing this doll to life, and it was it was like caught on some security footage. But if a spirit is really able to manipulate a physical object like that, that's perfect. That's perf a perfect example that you know they're just this our soul, our spirit is here just operating this body, and it, when it leaves that doll, it's not the doll didn't die it's right. it's going somewhere else it's the same concept with us mm-hmm. it's just I, I just thought of that whenever you said that but
2: yeah that's crazy
1: <laughs> yeah. it was actually really freaky uh but it was these people staying in a hotel and they like checked out immediately once they figured it out but yeah but that's why
3: you you know look at every person that's had a near-death experience that's died and come back to their body what do they all say <laughs> they all they're all like, oh my God, they're all transformed after right. that, right? They're, right? they're the new person because that suddenly they experience the other side and they realize, oh, it's all a lie, like all the things we think this
2: life is. Right. They, I believe like even that bliss I had for four months, I believe that's probably what they feel when they have that NDE. I just yeah. had it. I had it without dying. Yeah. Where, my my old 3D part of me died, I think, and catapulted me into the higher me. But um, yeah, amazing.
1: Yeah, that's that's really is amazing. Uh, I know you you were talking about you know we're all we're all going from the carbon base to the crystalline uh, beings, I guess. Our DNA mm-hmm. is being transformed. Yeah. So these sessions that you this light language is actually assisting in that transformation.
2: Is right. So. In those first two physical strands, that's where we're holding those programs and the patterns and the limiting beliefs, all that draconian stuff that's been put in there. Uh, Once we're clearing that, and it doesn't have to happen in any order, but what usually happens is as you start clearing those strands and moving through those fears and those belief systems the other strands the etheric strands start activating your your uh divine templates your your superhuman powers your gifts your purpose like uh your uh, telepathy and your you know your clairs your claire seeing and all the clairs and you know healing spontaneous healing and all of those divine things that our human minds can't even wrap our heads around sometime but those are all there. Waiting to be activated, and as you become more and more of that crystal being, uh, you'll see that happening.
1: Yeah, and that actually, if you remember the story I told you during our session about my experience with the ETS, I don't know if you remember that or not. But yeah, um, I'll share it again real quick just because I think it's super fascinating. Uh, it, it actually it, it goes along with what you say. Sleep paralysis isn't always a bad thing. And I get woken up and put into this mild state of paralysis sometimes when I'm having an experience. And in this case, I woke up and I saw this look like a holographic fig image of a gray ET. but It was just his head. And telepathically, he's like, close your eyes. It's OK. So I closed my eyes and they opened somewhere else. And I saw these little short grays with like three fingers all scanning my body. They were standing on both sides of me. I was... I was locked down at this table by these energy bars, like right? these orange bars that were, you know, had me locked down, but it wasn't scary situation. And they were scanning my whole body, doing stuff, and I'm trying to talk to them the whole time. Like, who are you? I was like seeing this in real time while I was awake. I wasn't dreaming, but was. my eyes were closed, and I was trying to talk to them and communicate, and then they weren't saying anything. Then their like master comes in, their leader, whoever it is, some type of insectoid hybrid he comes in like a doctor would with a little light and that shines into your eyes. He looked in both my eyes and kind of gave the nod of approval. And then the whole thing ended. And I was just like, wow, what the hell was that? And then wow, I had, right. <laughs> I had a, a Reiki session already booked for like the few days later. And when I went, she, after a session, she's like, it was the weirdest thing. I had this vision that I was up on a ship with you in space, and you were tied, strapped down at a table, and these beings were working on you, and I asked them what they were doing, and they were working on your lower spine, infusing crystal into your spine, because you were all going from the carbon base to the crystalline beings, and, and she wanted me to relay the message that they're doing this to everyone right now, that people who are having these experiences, you may or may not remember them, but for some reason, I was allowed to remember that. And it's just really unique experience I'll never forget.
2: That's amazing. Did your back pain start after that? Or did you no. have it before?
1: No, I've I've had it my whole life actually. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is yeah.
2: I mean nothing amazes me anymore. Every time I hear a story, I think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But really it's not because of everything I've either seen or gone through. I just am open that anything is possible.
1: Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, Aaron just quit drinking coffee, so anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's proof anything is
3: possible.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, wow! Yeah, I'm, I'm on day like seven or so, something like that.
2: I applaud you because I've been trying, and I'm down to one cup a day. Um, so I will be weaning off as well. Nice.
3: I I thought about weaning. I actually just quit cold turkey. So wow. yeah, that's,
2: that's very, very brave.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's not, it hasn't been as bad as I expected so far. It's, I've been like a little tired and once in a while I have like a slight headache, but Yeah. nothing like I hear people say like, oh, it's, you're going to go through hell for the next three right. weeks.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. eight,
3: bad, luckily. Yeah, luckily. But I just started doing research on like how damaging it is to your health and your body when you're drinking that much, well, just yeah. caffeine every
1: single day. Um, yeah,
2: I know, I know. Yeah, I know. It's my one last, my one last bad thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Though no, I don't think it's just you. I, I, you know, I, we all like caffeine. I think that's the one thing that that really—that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It's a big one. It's so easy to. Kick other not easy, but it's easy to understand what's a drug and what's not. And we don't ever make the connection that caffeine is actually a drug that's exactly. harming us. You know, we know, but we kind of just we. Well, it's so normalized yeah. in society. Yeah. Like it's oh, everyone. it's very social. It's yeah,
2: very social.
3: Everyone drinks coffee in the morning. Yeah, oh, and it, and it yeah it's there's healthy aspects to it. that has antioxidants and other some other things, but the <laughs> caffeine, when you drink, when you take that much caffeine in every day, like the, I was watching this video, this guy was going through all the neuroscience of like your brain has to build so many more um, receptors because you're, you're like, because what caffeine does is it blocks the receptors that tell your brain you're tired or that tell you mm-hmm. you're tired so you think, you're not tired but your body actually is yeah <laughs> you're like i
2: think too like energetically it kind of uh i don't want to say blocks but it weakens the connection to the divine oh, yeah. to you know all that so
1: absolutely i think, I think well i mean the re- so. the obvious reason for that is because you're not able to relax and get into that meditative state
2: mm-hmm.
1: yep. so yeah. yeah i wanted to i'm going to shift gears big time and ask you if you ever had any experience channeling inner earth beings Inner earth beings Wow yeah. Have you um, experience?
2: not directly knowing of it you know I'll channel elementals sometimes so fairies and that kind of thing um, but that's not to say I haven't because so many come through that it's hard to keep track yeah. Do you have a connection to inner earth beings?
1: You do, right? Most likely, I believe so. Yeah, I've had some yeah. experiences. Well, he had one pop up right I had over one there. Manif- <laughs> right over there, physically in my house. Really, but that was that. I've told that story so many times. I'll tell you about it off air. Okay,
3: yeah, he's told it like a <laughs> um, bunch of times but...
1: Yeah, like uh, I don't even know what I was going to say next, but yeah, I was just curious because that's that always comes up a lot. And something I'm fascinated with is. Mm-hmm. Really, And I just was curious. I was just. Yeah,
2: you know, I I should go through and listen to all the transmissions that I do because people have asked me. But it's so hard to go back and listen and takes time. And so many are zooming in and out. And I just trust that. So my Syrians, they are going to bring through whoever needs to come through for the session and they'll assess the energy of everybody and then they will make the connections to bring the different beings that need to come through so i'm sure at some point yes they have come through because many people are connected to them and uh, yeah
1: well i mean elementals i mean if if you want to get technical uh, where do they exist a lot of them do reside in inner earth exactly
2: exactly
1: so there i I just answered your question for you Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Would you say that light language is just like the light, the vibration of the love frequency? Is that what, is that what you would describe? Yeah.
2: It, it, it aligns you to the divine and it's ancient, sacred ancient codes of, you know, they carry uh sacred geometry and other information of light and, um, when that enters your field, it's it's highly transformative because it's aligning you to your divinity and who you were and who you are. But you just forgot that's who you were and who you are. And it's you know it's it's what you were before you entered the body. And so it's just bringing you back to that. And what better way to do that than with all of that sacred information entering yeah. your field?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I just thought of something, so I actually did an experiment one time. i just it was like midnight, and I saw something on Facebook that triggered something in me. I was like, I gotta try this. It was an infomercial for a flashlight, and the flashlight was on top of this shining on this water, and for some reason, you know how the video pauses when you scroll sometimes well pause, mm-hmm. and I saw these light language what looked like light language symbols in the water because the water was like vibrating. Oh wow. And I thought I gotta try this. So I had this Bluetooth speaker. I took a, a Tupperware lid and I put it on top of the uh, tupper, or on top of the speaker, filled it with wa- just a little bit of water, and I played like uh, the seven point83 hertz frequency or whatever through the speaker and just enough to you know ripple the water, and then I filmed it with a flashlight on it and and I just filmed it like that for about a minute. and then after I played it back when you would pause it, you would see symbols within the, within oh, the water. That's and amazing. I actually have them on my old phone. I'll send them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Please I'll do. put them on the screen if I find them, but they look, if you, if I were to ask you what those were, you're like, that's light language symbols. Oh yeah. I totally want to it see it. It was like actually light, you know, I've, I found them by using a light, which is, you know, ironic.
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, but it, and I, you can conduct it with different frequencies and different symbols appear. It was wild. Yeah,
2: those codes. I mean, so if, if I meet someone who's very visual, a couple of times I've met someone who super visual, and one woman just started crying, and she's like, "There are all these codes around you, and so beautiful," and she could feel them entering her field, and um, yeah, they're there. There
1: are codes all around. Yeah. That's that's amazing. So I guess let's get into the uh, transmission. I almost forgot we were doing that, and I don't want to go too far over your time. So
2: yeah, uh, okay. So we'll start. Um, I'll do. Do I have a time limit, or should I just do it? Are we okay?
1: No. What, yeah. Just whatever right. you think. Maybe.
2: Is- I'm gonna have you guys just breathe, and we'll do a quick little breathing and centering, and then I'll go into the language. So just closing your eyes and getting comfortable. And if you have headphones, anyone who's listening, headphones work great. And just taking a big belly breath in through the nose and filling up your entire torso with love and exhaling through the mouth. And as you exhale, just releasing anything that is not love, any stress, any worry, any concerns, Anything that is not love, letting it all go. And just continue breathing in love and joy at a pace that's right for you. And feeling that move through your body. And I'm going to connect with our guides and do a clearing. And I just call in my Syrians who are here with us. And they bring in our higher beings, the man, the gate, and asking them to bring in all the divine frequencies for this transmission. And we're not even going to put an intention to it, just asking to give everybody who listens exactly what they need. And also asking the Blessed Mother, Jesus, my Syrian beings, Galactic Council of Light, to assist us in clearing all unseen negative influences. We welcome all entities in love and light. We speak to you all from the Lord God of our being. We tell you all that you are healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened, filled and surrounded with the Christ's light and the Christ love. And we ask the beautiful many to escort you all to your perfect place. You may go in peace. We ask that all negative thought forms and limiting mental concepts be dissolved and lifted in the light of truth, that all psychic bonds are severed and all auras are closed to all but spirit of the highest vibration. So it is. And I thank all the guides that were here for that clearing. Just continue breathing in love and relaxing as you receive this
4: transmission. It is siti kotayana de anyanekatuya be ala ko uriki akumuki ayanekete vea draiki sati usikama u ratayaga ane ali aki ahikado dokra tisato noki ohumbola votrasita jishikai volaya zikatu tabola vene et sigalo utsikaya. De et de gu dratine edele satusi, joratikama de ko tiketika tikalaku, grehane satutusa susa siko sore sika no itakataibu una aa ai sika, sendile e sikatizi za zikumba katav breana se akeve ayayana sore an akme atut di re at sa ga n tu ti se vota co la doru dorou zitu hot mo am bai le-e, graat za adodo tis-dišta do ok nui, do'ndo-tati du go ba ambo palo, Pokuro kosa zutika mac me etra do undak hai vlek dica, du do una et syndicu da sala vura ziz odona unda ruida satu satu atupit shitiga ikrana sat dia alavo rak adik bolo brodanzi gidigidi gidi chikata chukushikipe chiki atukupatikisha stikitichikas tukomba stu 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 stikasikisha vetsi siku unta kapa sika paka de kapolku to Jangan deweti dewi deh, adik-dekoh. Hei, kerana dia keton roh kita jadi dodo. Belakang ada kolok di foto, berada di kuti dik boleh sihkan botok bomba juga dikepuka juga lakai. Kolak itu nak lekutodatikam daifli. Dapun anak kita cicit adu cipet sasdu tika petikat betis le etisu tuto bahana. Iu itu olo dana asama somosi enya sama aitika vele asle onko sabasi sitususi asho tokosi amisi visan la stu bolikas nos sukasi eleka ze ze darasana sokone se se ud atsuko pra hasona atiko venek enek Lakaku lakak Clona Kumba kuno ko ba anba to chikame kasu chikamen anneto demichikite wette ka bele katuru chiti chichi kombat komotsuki mikete kama mekete mekete kotu utchi chichi kai kle ike lasladu trete tekti fotototoshi yetekam aku to shu wa 280 ati 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 Just take
2: a big, deep breath in, letting everything integrate into your field, and exhaling, coming back into your body, breathing yourself back into the room. And I want to thank all the guides that were here today to bring forth these frequencies. And we ask that you support everyone as they attune to these new timelines that have opened up, and asking that. Everyone's shifts are done with love and ease and grace and joy and that their results are permanent, profound, and so much more than what they could have ever asked for above and beyond. Just take another big deep breath in and exhale and open your eyes when you're ready.
1: Thank you for listening to journey to truth podcast. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you so that much. Was incredible. Yes.
2: Thank you so much for having
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. That I don't, I don't even know. It's just weird. If you really, if you really let yourself just start envisioning things while, while that happens, it's, I mean, before we, before you started, I had to pee and now I don't. So I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what this happened. <laughs> Well, that was
2: a timeline change for sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I to a oh, cow,
1: I'm wearing a different shirt now. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: That would be yeah. good. Oh, I definitely feel lighter Yeah, for sure.
2: That's awesome. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I just want everyone to know that you can listen to it more than once because each time you listen, it's going to, you know, your field is always changing. So it will do something else for you.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We should totally do that during the editing. We should change shirts and then when they open their eyes back up, we'll be we wearing the- <laughs> <laughs> with a different guest, just splice it in. Like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> 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 what happened? Um, well, yeah, this has been incredible. Thank you so much for coming and sharing yes. all of your wisdom and knowledge. Thank uh, you so much.
2: So Thank much more so much. we
1: could get into, but for time's sake, we'll keep it. Uh, we'll, we we'll cut it off now. But yeah, if, if there's any last messages you have for anybody or how can they reach you to book a session?
2: Yeah. Um, I have YouTube channel, Valentea Reese, uh, my website, valenteareis.com. That's probably the best way cause I have a contact and you can just hit the little contact button and send me an email. But, you know, I put free work out there. Whenever I'm on shows like this, um, I always give an activation. So that's on my YouTube channel, and I'm just starting to build that. So I'll be posting more activations on there as
1: well. And your YouTube channel is just your name? Yep, Voluntary's. Um, right? yep. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you again for doing this. And You're welcome. Uh, before we sign off, uh, guys, come hang out with us at Camp Disclosure. Uh, this summer, at the end of the summer, August 27th through the 31st, we'll be there talking about our experiences. We have an Experiencers Lounge. We're gonna be leading some hikes. We're gonna be giving away some stuff. Just, uh, It's gonna be beautiful. A lot of star seeds gathering, a lot of great information, a lot of great speakers. James Gilliland will be there. So if you feel compelled or drawn to, towards it at all, the link is always in the description below. Uh, get yourself a ticket and come hang out looking forward to seeing everyone and anyone who wants to show up you know it's going to be nice to reconnect and make new connections because that's what it's all about so uh if you don't have anything else we'll go ahead and wrap it up no No. yeah no (laughs) No. all right good night guys thank you for listening and we will see you next week bye bye guys
3: it over? Not to the fist jumps. It's over.